0: Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. In case you didn't already know, our team is thrilled to be able to broadcast this weekend's ITA Division I Women's National Indoor Championships in Seattle will have coverage from first ball to last as 16 of the top Division I women's tennis teams in the country do battle for the right to be named the national indoor champion, and as part of our preview of this weekend's action, what I will attempt to do on this show over the next few days is speak with each of the head coaches of the 16 teams that will be competing in Seattle. I'll actually each of them to help recap their ITA kickoff weekend's talk about the strengths in each of their respective rosters. I'm also curious to hear what are they most looking forward to learning about their team throughout the course of the action in Seattle. And then wanted to ask each of these coaches about some big picture things, certainly the announcement of NCAA individuals moving to the fall. I was fascinated to hear what all these coaches thought about that. I also wanted to know what each of these coaches think of the broader landscape in the division 1 women's scene at this point of the year but you know again more generally, we have fantastic interviews coming up over the course of this week for all of you Cracked Rackets fans, for all of you college tennis fans, a massive thank you to every one of these coaches who certainly have a busy week ahead for taking the time to speak with me with that in mind. Let's get to it. It's Press Row here at Crack Rackets as we all prepare for the 2023 Division I Women's National Indoor Championships to begin. Hey, crack fans. Joining us on the podcast once again today is a returning champion now here on our Crack Racket show and a coach whose team delivered one of the marquee upsets of the ITA kickoff weekend. Welcome back onto our podcast, Vanderbilt Women's Tennis Head Coach Aliki Tsubanos. Coach, congratulations on the victory. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? Thank
1: you, Alex. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Doing well. Uh
0: yeah, I I imagine it must be nice, right? First national indoors for you. First time the program gets back since 2019. Had to be an exciting moment, was it not?
1: Yeah, it it really was. Um, I I thought the girls performed really really well um, on the road and at an unfamiliar place, and I was just really proud of of the effort we we put forth. And you know, as these matches go, sometimes. <laughs> The doubles point doesn't always go your way and NC State has great doubles and we we didn't get that, but we didn't really let that get us down either and and regrouped really well in singles and was just really proud of, of the effort and I thought it was a great college dual match.
0: Mm-hmm. For you as a coach, I'm sure it's a blessing after the fact, three three-set victories. But talk me through what's going in your head in the moment. Three matches going to a third set. Now, your team pulls off the three victories, but I have learned the older I get, it's way harder to watch than it is to play. What's going through your head in that moment? And talk to me about what you saw from your team.
1: Yeah, you're right about the way harder to watch. But I'm, you know, I've also... I've watched a lot in the last yeah. fifteen years. <laughs> You're calloused. Years, so up. I'm getting used to it at this point. But um, no, it was you know as I said, I think we regrouped really well in the singles, and um, we did pull out some competitive three-set matches. I think um, in a couple. I don't. I don't think you you actually were able to follow that match, but um, live, I mean. But we, you know, I think at one point it actually, we kind of had some momentum going on quite a few of the courts. Um, Anestalee, obviously won in straight sets. She played really, really well. Um, But I think Holly, I was not, Haley was down on that end of the building most of the afternoon or that end of the courts. And I think Holly had two two match points in the second set. Anna served for the second set, uh, for the match in the second 5-4. And Amy was up at one point, I think, a set three love with some points for four and um her opponent regrouped a little bit and kind of tied things up and that one went to a third and Bridget started off I think really well um led led at least a break in the first late it was five two and then her um Abrams played some really great tennis to, to get the first set seven five and then Bridget turned her match around so but for a while it felt like we had a little bit of momentum. And you know, as these matches go, that can turn really quickly. Uh, and in on a couple of those courts it did. But um and NC State played a great match. I thought they fought hard. It, it, we just were able to kind of regroup, I think, from those a little bit, maybe better than than they did in those instances. And and we were we were tough at the end and we're fortunate to pull some of those out. But um that's how those those go. They're back and forth. You feel like you're in pretty good shape, then all of a sudden it's really tight. Then you go, gosh, like you lose a tiebreaker here or a seven-five set there, and you don't. And kind of anything can happen. And that's just sort of the level that all of these teams are at.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know. For the three players in particular, and not to say it wasn't on every court, because obviously you guys had to get four singles victories, but for, you know, Anna, Holly, Amy, all returners to the team. And, you know, across the board, it does feel like you have a pretty veteran group. I'm curious how you approached coaching this fall and, you know, the start of this season when you have an older group. Is it different than maybe you approached the start of last season?
1: Uh, A little bit. Yeah. And, and. You know, I think any coach will tell you they can. It's easy to lean on some of the returning players that have had a little bit more experience and been in those in those matches a little bit more. But I mean, you know, our fall is was pretty typical of what a normal fall is for us. Um, everybody played four four or so five tournaments, and you really just use that as sort of a building block for what's to come in the spring. And also, don't put, you know on the one hand you don't want to put a ton of emphasis on the fall and what happens there because it is sort of a building block for what's going to come January through May but on the other hand you can also build some confidence and get some pretty good results at that juncture of the season to kind of help springboard you in January and February and and we did have some some kids have some nice falls and then honestly some that maybe didn't have their better falls but are, pre- are performing now so um, it's a long season and you, uh, you want to be performing, performing your best all the time. But really the goal is to kind of be clicking on all cylinders more like April, um, yeah. and May. So this is a great opportunity for us. I'm thrilled for this team to be able to go, um, the first time any of them have played national indoors. The last time it was when we were in Seattle, I actually wasn't even on that trip. I was on maternity leave during the great blizzard of that <laughs> event. <sighs> But um, no, I'm, I'm excited for them to have a chance to go compete at this level this early and test themselves and see where we are.
0: Yeah, I have made a I've been in conversation with the tennis gods. No snow this time. Like oh, we really? yeah, we had a long talk and so I think we're going to yeah. That that was some punishment. I'm not sure yeah. what we did wrong. But, you know, I do want to talk about your roster and, you know, for our listeners, college tennis fans, introduce all the players they may not know. And again, there's a lot of veterans on this team, but you talked about the matches you played in the fall. One of the standouts, obviously, was your freshman, Bridget Stammel, which is where I want to start. And, you know, she's off to a three and one start this season. And I think she went 15 and three in tournament play in singles overall this year, which is just a ridiculous number. Um, Again, you have a lot of returners and I'm sure you have plenty of options and you'll explore those options throughout the season. But what do you think has clicked so well for Bridget to start her college career?
1: You know, Bridget's a great tennis player, and she's a great kid. She has her head on her shoulders, and, and she's very focused. And I think, you know, she's she obviously played at a high level, not as much internationally in the juniors, but more staying here in the States and, you know, managed going to a regular high school and maybe not playing the volume of tournaments some other kids did, but she she is a great player. She's confident in herself. She strikes the ball very well and she's very level-headed on the court. And I think, you know, the biggest adjustment for her is just being in the sort of the college tennis environment of, um, you know, a lot of spirit and a lot of cheering and and some like ebbs and flows of matches. And I think she's handled it really, really well. And she's, you know, found some early success, which I'm happy for, for her, but she uh, comes in and works every day and, the goal for her is just to continue to get a little bit better with each match. Mm
0: -hmm. No, I mean, it's been fun watching her. And again, just, you can see the energy too, as well. It seems like she's fit really well, enjoys that team atmosphere, which uh, obviously that's the thing that's probably most foreign to any college freshman that when you're competing, the other player, obviously who's stepped up huge this year is Celia Bell Moore. Who's, you know, had a massive fall as well, 13 and six, she's three and one so far at the number one spot. I mean, you see the weapons, right? The moment she steps onto the court. Is it as simple as she's healthier to start this season? Like what has clicked so well?
1: Yeah, no, this is her first um, competition in college. I mean, first that the fall was her first college competition individually of anything. And um, I think she was sort of chomping at the the bit for, for a chance to play and sort of be in this experience. And watching last year, I think helped her understand what it was going to be like. I mean, obviously not playing emotionally, but just being on the sidelines and being with her teammates and um, just seeing what college tennis is like. So this was all new for her too. Really. They're both, you know, in terms of actually being on the court, really freshmen. And, and so it's new and different and you're trying to navigate under the nerves of a match. And um, how, again, as I said earlier, how quickly things can change. And I think she's handled that, really quite well mm-hmm. so far.
0: I'm curious if there is an energy boost, because when I watch the, her and, you know, again, Bridget compete, you have so many veterans on your roster. It yeah. is, I wonder if, like, to them, it's fun, you know, again, because you've got these two players with the puppy dog eyes and yeah. <laughs> how that energy helps the rest of the team.
1: I think it's it's hugely helpful. I mean, you know, we actually were just talking last week about if you're playing in a, in a college, setting it's so different because your energy is really important and I really I kind of even said to them and this is something that Jeff and I used to say to the team all the time if if your energy and your mood on the court was contagious would you want everybody to catch it Mm -hmm. and so kind of if the answer to that is no that's not a good thing and you you might want to make an adjustment but if it's good and it's um enthusiastic and positive and great body language that that flows along all of the courts in singles and in doubles.
0: The problem is in the COVID era. That analogy is just—it's. An I issue. know that was yeah. okay. Sorry, that no, was... no. For the record, I agree. Right, like it's—that's the perfect way of framing it because that is how yes. it works. And you talked about that in the NC State match. Momentum on one court goes to momentum on the yeah. next court, and you need that energy to just, again, tr- exist throughout the course, top to bottom of your roster. Right. You know, we've—I've alluded to all the options you have this year. I gave Coach Melissa Schaub the nod to this earlier. Listeners who will listen to all the shows, I want to correct myself here. We're going to put a plaque in the ITA Hall of Fame and say through February 7th of a season, which team has played the most doubles combinations in ITA <laughs> history?
1: That was That was us last year.
0: Well, it might be yeah, again, you know, it might be you this year as well as I look at the team and you're including the fall here, but 25 yeah. different combinations yeah. so far. It's February 7th. So, so Okay, so
1: was Shabby more than us?
0: No, she's at 17, which oh, like okay. 17 is okay. impressive. Like that's a yeah. that's a good number, but 25. Like I don't yeah. think I've ever seen 30.
1: Yeah. No, I I know. That's uh, you know, that's always a a challenge is you're trying to find the teams that work, that click the best, that, you know, seem to find the most success together. And, but at the same time, and I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this to you last year, even, but this is, we talk about too, it's like doubles is learning a language. You learn how to speak it and you can play it with anybody. And sure, there are partnerships that might click better than others, or you have a team that goes stale for a little while and you decide to change it up. But, you know, you learn how to play the game of doubles. And yes, the tendencies are there with different people, but it's the same game. Um, And you want to be, you want to be as a player, you want to be flexible and go, Hey, I can play with anybody. Uh And you know, we all have, I mean, I was like that too. Oh, I'd love to play with her. I'd love to play with her. But at the end of the day, it was, Jeff was, Hey, you're playing with, you know, Sarah or or whoever it was. And it was okay. Put me in. I'm ready to go. So that's sort of the mentality that I, would like the team to take, too, is just being ready at any time to play with whichever of their teammates we pair them up with.
0: With that said, obviously, Anna and Holly had some success last year. They've been pretty yeah. good to start this year as well. Is that a team you feel pretty comfortable with, or will you even yeah, I, play with them I, as well?
1: I, I do, and, they, and they're very comfortable with each other and have sort of proven that they're able to compete at that level, match in, match out, and and they have had some success already. and. You know, Anna coming off of injury from last year is really finding form now. Um, And I'm really just happy to see her progress in that. Mm
0: -hmm. This is not a question about your team, more a question (laughs) about the person I'm going to ask. If you could still start Haley, would she crack the doubles lineup? (laughs)
1: That's kind of a no-brainer, isn't
0: it? Yeah, right. She yeah. still could play one, like right. Would in anyone not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I just I needed to make sure. I just, you know, again, I had to check in.
1: I will say we have a lot of fun with two V twos in practice though.
0: Yeah. I feel like the two of you, I could slot you into that two double spot and feel pretty good.
1: I'm I'm honored. Thank
0: you. <laughs> yeah. I
1: would be I would be holding that team back quite a bit.
0: Yeah, you could also just put Haley and they'd compete pretty well. I could sprites.
1: also just chip and bump lob and just yeah. have her move all over the net. <laughs> i'll watch
0: i'll watch again see, it's back to my theory of one drop and hit point at the start of every match to determine serving arrangement between coaches so that it's would like, be fun yeah like you versus yeah. melissa schaub first point oh, totally. we'll see yeah get the crowd going um you know, again, there are some coaches who may opt out, but we'll we'll figure it out. One coach per team. We cannot. That sounds
1: great. I'm on board. If you want to, if you want to propose that,
0: yeah. Well, with with individuals moving, that can be one of the things we'll play around with in the in the spring moving. Yeah, forward, there you I go. Guess. Yeah, but you know, again, with all of that said, because going into this indoors, I always view this as the first inflection point of the season. We roll the balls out. Let's figure out who's good, who's mm-hmm. not. What do you think is the biggest strength of your team heading into this event?
1: Depth um honestly and and just versatility in terms of who who we can play um in any given match depending upon matchups and i i think that's you know it, it can be a bit of a double edged sword when you when you have all of those options but i also feel like our options are also with players that are um veteran players as you said and have had a lot of experience and 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 kind of been through that gauntlet so um yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, I feel good about having some flexibility and having some options and getting everybody to contribute and and be a part of what's to come.
0: Mm-hmm. What is your biggest unknown with this team heading into the indoors?
1: Biggest unknown. You know, I think just being in that arena, which really they haven't, we haven't, um, in a few years. So just kind of the uncertainty of it but I certainly I certainly feel like after their performance last weekend against one of the best teams in the country on the road that should give them some validation as to where they are as a group um but I mean again it's early and I think just having the experience of this level match um out in Seattle is really important just to the like to the growth and development of this particular group. Mm -hmm.
0: and you know to that end obviously you were the associate head coach assistant 13 years before taking over the head coaching job but this is now your third year at the helm and it's not all well I guess it is all players you recruited to some extent as you were part of that of the coaching staff then but how do you feel in year three at the helm like do you feel as though you have a bit more of a rhythm of how things are flowing
1: yeah a little bit yeah but I just I mean I feel like I, I kind of had had the rhythm before like just very okay. the familiarity of having coached with Jeff for as long as I did and like Haley coming in and flowing right away was it's been honestly like pretty seamless mm-hmm. so yeah. I I know it's my third year but I I feel like I've been in this for a long time and um feel comfortable and I I hope that's apparent to the yeah. to, to my players and the team but um,
0: yeah, I feel, I feel good. Yeah, no, I, I, it certainly is. And, you know, I am curious, this is a bit of a tangent, but obviously you hired Haley to be your assistant. And I know some of our listeners, whether it be coaches or people who are interested in college coaching are always curious what goes into that selection process. What were you looking for? I mean, obviously Haley has the remarkable credentials, but what were you looking for in searching for an assistant?
1: Um, I was looking for somebody that's just pat- passionate, number one, about college tennis. I think she had an incredible experience at North Carolina uh, with Brian and played, uh, clearly her, played at the highest level of the game and, and had a lot of success and is, is someone who really enjoys the process of developing the relationships with the players and it's more about that and if you can connect with them on that level and get the sort of the buy-in of the, then the day in, day out of the working with everybody, especially individually, which she has been phenomenal phenomenal at, um, has been really important. And, you know, I, it's like she goes out there and hits with them and it's, I just kind of sit back and watch and marvel at, at what they do. But um, I think that was also important too, someone that really felt like, They wanted to be on court a lot because we just we spend so many hours of our job doing that. And and also has been a phenomenal recruiter and like from the get go has been really, really good at that and and kind of all in on that front.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I mean, again, it's, it's a testament to the what you, you, what you guys have done, the results you guys have had. And, you know, again, with that in mind, I'm sure getting back to the national indoors was one of the goals you all had for this season. But with this group, being a veteran group, getting some fresh blood into the mix as well, what are the goals for your team this year?
1: You know, I think... This team is very capable of making a run uh, in the conference this year, for sure. I think we, you know, Texas A&M has had a phenomenal year last year. They ran the table and they, you know, pretty much handed it to us um, and everybody else. And um, but I think, as I said, with our depth and our experience, I think we're a little bit um more in position to maybe challenge, challenge some of our peers in the conference this year. And, you know, at the end of the year, that's May. I mean, I'm not like too, too worried about that right now and want, you know, the team to have goals for themselves. But I just sort of look at like, you talked about this being the first, you know, kind of big, really show here at the beginning of the year, and we just take it take it section by section. So we're starting now, we're going to go with indoors, we're going to finish up with some non-conference play, then we're going to start the gauntlet that is the SEC uh, for the next seven weeks. So I don't put a whole lot of, you know, stock into what's to come later, it's more where are we now and where do we need to get to currently, and if we can get a little bit better match in, match out, and and as I said, like the daily, the daily work is the most important, and I think when you invest yourself as a student athlete in that way and you do all the right things you focus on your training you do this stuff off court you take care of your bodies um and you put yourself in the best position to compete at an optimal level come late late april and may and also working really hard on our fitness i think that that's going to be a key is is staying really healthy and and being fit and being ready to go at the end of the season
0: and I'm excited
1: to see what we do. You know, like yeah. we had a, a wonderful season last year where we, you know, quite frankly, got back to a sweet 16, which we hadn't done in a couple of years. And so that was sort of the first, I feel like building block to showing this team what they're capable of doing and what level they're capable of playing at and just like to keep the growth going on that front.
0: Do I have to circle the April 16th match in Nashville against Texas A&M? Is that going to be a sneaky rivalry match after I know last year they got you, what, SEC tournament, NCAs, yeah. and I guess yeah. regular season? Not to bring yeah. up the bad memories. But no, like, no, not, a, not is at that all. The, is that going to be a rivalry match? Are we going to see you, the full—
1: You can circle whatever matches you want on our schedule.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm circling that one.
1: I'm happy to have you, you know, crack rackets that one.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's a double exclamation point because (laughs) that one, I think that one's going to get juicy. Um, And, you know, again, this is a nerdy question. Is the National Indoors somewhat of a scouting trip for you? Like, are you as excited to just get eyes on some of these other teams as I know College Tennis Nation is?
1: Are you going to be disappointed if I say no? No, because I'm sure you're focused
0: on your own team, but it is a yes. litmus test.
1: It is, yeah. yeah, it is a little bit kind of to see where other people, but, you know, especially the teams in the conference, we've been, we've seen them, yeah, um, and are pretty familiar with them. So, I mean, yeah, you're going to have some new players here and there, but um, you know, you can also have teams that look terrible in january and february and they roll around and they're completely different in april and may and kind of vice versa but um sorry i feel like i disappointed you on that
0: no not at all well here's going to be the fun thing and i apologize because it's sort of springing this on you but the draw came out as we were speaking i don't know if you saw oh, did your, it you guys play iowa state round
1: one okay Thoughts? boom boom town <laughs> Boomer's one of my favorites yeah i'm 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 really, really excited for him and his program and what they've done, and and they've earned every bit of it. And wow, okay, boomer. I Boom, I know we said we were going to get together, but now maybe we won't.
0: (laughs) There's a wink that listeners (laughs) won't see, but I get to see it. No, that's good. Um, Eighth seed, for what it's worth. Well-deserved, by the way, in my opinion. And, you know, again, with all that in mind, I am curious because the scholars are wondering who's the favorite entering the national indoors. And, you know, I figured I'll ask the biggest brains, all the coaches. So I will ask you, do you think there's a clear cut favorite right now in this field?
1: You know, I think on history and, and who they have this year, I think you'd be hard pressed not to favor UNC, Mm -hmm. but at that, and especially at this particular event. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, that's probably what I would go with.
0: Yeah, uh, for what it's worth, UNC first round, just because you haven't seen it, and I want to hear your reaction. Pepperdine. Wow. Yeah. How about that? So that's that?
1: was that two?
0: Yeah, they, they're yeah okay. they're the two and Pepperdine unseated. and so. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: but you look at I mean every match you look at. Yeah. You're gonna say that about. Yeah. At this, you know, P, that's what people keep. Oh, who do you think you'll get? And I go, I have no idea. I don't know where we'll be. I don't know who we'll get. But really, it, it's sort of irrelevant. I mean, everybody there is deserving and everybody there is really good. So you're going to have to play somebody every match. That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to dive into the draw right now, but there's a lot of okay. there's a lot of juice. now. you're
1: Now you're teasing me. Okay. I gotta Yeah. Who? Go. Well, I mean, look, you Does get a Duke
0: yeah, I know. The quick one is the Duke-Oklahoma rematch from kickoff weekend last okay. year and NCAAs last year. Auburn-Ohio State was a 4-3 last year at okay. indoors. You guys, if it the winners-slash-losers of your match plays, the winners-slash-losers of Texas-Washington. Just so okay, yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, because Texas was ultimately the right. one. It's okay. a fun draw. I mean, again, yeah. it, it's it's gonna be a good event, and uh, certainly we're all looking forward to it. We'll have coverage for it here at Cracked Rackets. Before I let you go, some big picture things I'm curious about. You guys got to play NC State. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, at the time, Diana Schneider was not eligible. Subsequently, sure. she has uh, become. You know, you guys at Vanderbilt have had top 100 players filter through your program. Uh, obviously, Astra Sharma, the latest. Um, what does it mean to college tennis to have a top 100 player active within the sport?
1: I mean, I, I that's. I think most people hear that and they, kind of, do a double take of what? What did you just say? Because that doesn't. Certainly, while they're still in school doesn't really happen. Um, but I think that speaks to I mean, I, I don't know what her story is and what what are behind her decisions, but I mean to have that level player playing in college tennis is I think a really good thing. So I mean I Astra I don't think was at that level when she was in college, but then she found her way there, you know, pretty quickly thereafter and um, as have some others And I just think it's a great thing for college tennis When you have players competing at that level Or coming to college and getting to that level After is is really cool
0: Yeah, I mean, it's remarkable and I'm sure It's after the fact now They announced she's eligible You know mm-hmm. NC State's going to have her for every other match That win on the resume Come on now, there was a little fist pump, was there not?
1: No, there wasn't a little fist pump <laughs> No, I mean, they're, I mean, that's a really good team. And I know, I mean, there was a lot of questions about that beforehand, but that's it, sort of it's not really in anyone's control and who, who teams have or who teams have. And um, that's a great team. And that was a match that was a really competitive match. And obviously matchups would have been different had, had she been in and doubles would have been different, but they won that anyway. So, um, you know, who's to say, but um, that's a, that's a, strong lineup either way
0: that's the that's the right answer but
1: yeah it is yeah (laughs) yeah
0: no you you know what we'll move on last two for you um recently it was announced and you know talking about this college as a pathway to the pros they recently announced the relationship between the atp challenger tour and the ita yeah do you expect a similar program to emerge on the women's side and you know again what would the benefits be
1: you mean it hasn't come out yet
0: I, oh, is it on the, Ooh, no, I'm
1: just kidding. But I was, <laughs> I was being facetious. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, be,
0: that would be great. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. I would expect that. Mm-hmm. I think most, most people that are in our sport would expect that. Um, I think that would be an incredible opportunity for the female student athletes that are playing that are also trying to pursue the same thing that the, the men's players are playing. So I sincerely hope that they, they get to that quickly.
0: Mhm. I we see more pro events on college campuses. I'm always curious and I know fans are as well. It just comes down to the money, right? You just have to raise the money, and that's not easy to do. Yeah,
1: you do. It's not no, and it's not easy to do. Um because I don't I'm just sort of ballparking, but I'm pretty sure it's like double whatever the money it is, whatever the event prize money is, it's pretty much double that that you need to fundraise, if not a little bit more. So um, I think that's certainly a factor with people that are wanting to put events on campus. And, you know, obviously, we would love to do something like that here. We're, we're in the process now of trying to do some facilities upgrades. And so that would be something that would come maybe later. But um, yeah, I think, I think having those opportunities on campus, just honestly, like for your own team, but just for the community and people to get behind, I think is a really good thing for college tennis. Mm-hmm.
0: Last question for you. Yeah. Discussed it before, but it was formally announced. NCAA individuals moving to the falls. Uh, what was your reaction? I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: I mean, I, I wasn't for that. Um, I've, you know, maybe it's a little bit old school mentality, but um, I always put a lot of value on the NCAA singles and doubles, just because it came at the end of the season. It came after a full body of work where these kids are working hard all year and trying to produce the results to justify um, qualifying for that event. And, you know, I'm one opinion and I know there are others that agree with me and don't agree with me, but um, I guess time will tell. Uh, I just felt like the pathway to that is going to change considerably. And so will a lot of other things because of that. And I don't, um, you know, I, I want what's best for college tennis. I'm not sure that was the answer. Um, but again, that decision was made. So that's what it's going to be for the next couple of years. Um, I guess, and we'll, we'll just see what they do. But I, I, I was not a proponent of that. Now. If they, I preferred to see it after yeah. a body of work at the end of the year, and I know that's tough on sometimes the student athletes that are performing in say the semis and the finals, and but you're really not talking about that that many players at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know the other argument was kind of having a long break for those teams that were not participating in for those players to stay around and. Um, play the individuals at the same time, because kids are all in school. So it's not like they're going home and then they're coming back for an event. They're student athletes and they're learning and they're doing exams and it would be something to prepare for during that time. But again, you're opening up a can of worms there, you know?
0: Yeah. No, I appreciate your candidness. The last piece that has to be the follow-up. If they incorporate pro, re- pro results or you know, a kid has a really good San Diego and they beat a couple other incoming freshmen, and that gets thrown into the selection criteria for the NCAA individuals. Would that be something you're in favor of, or should it be college only results?
1: Honestly, I haven't really given that a lot of thought, but I think like you even proposing that question yeah. is sort of the problem. Sure. Right? Of like, <laughs> deciding who warrants those positions and how you're going to do it. And so like now there's even like you even even really suggesting that is it, it just shows me it's like there's still some like ambiguity as to how do we figure sure. this out. And I, I don't think that's a good thing. And I don't think that's fair to the kids.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's a very fair answer. And again, I look forward to exploring this more with you in the future. But I know you have busy times ahead as you and the team get ready to head to Seattle. And, you know, I have been fortunate enough to be on the call for the last three national indoors. I will say selfishly, as a longtime college tennis fan, I'm excited to finally get to have your team there for the entire duration of the weekend. And, you know, again, get to see the Vanderbilt colors. They're unique in college tennis. And so I'm excited to see them on court. Excited to watch your team compete.
1: Thank you, Alex. Appreciate you having me and really appreciate all you're doing for college tennis. I think it's awesome, man.
0: Yeah, of course. Be travel safe coach and we will see you in Seattle.
1: Thank you. Take care.